What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Outcast X podcast, the podcast dedicated to the Outcast of the world. I'm joined today with my co-host Blake Davis and with our our guest Jace Kelly. So thanks, Jace, for coming on the podcast with us. Absolutely glad to be here. So you're not you're not new to the podcast game. You also have a podcast. Yes, I still feel kind of new, but I think I'm you know starting to get a hang of things. Yeah, yeah. So the Rad Dad Podcast. What yes. do you typically talk about in your podcast, or what's the, yeah. the point of it? So the Rad Dad Podcast is there to discuss the trials and triumphs of being a father and men's mental health, which I feel like are two subjects that just weren't discussed. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to create this bank of resources for fathers to just have tools to be better men. What got you into that? Becoming a dad, I guess. <laughs> I didn't know I was passionate about fatherhood, you know, until I became a father. That makes so, sense. so did you start the podcast after you had your first kid or did you? Yeah. Lincoln before? was two years old okay. when wow. I started. Yeah. So. So you're telling me that's in store for me in the next six months after I have my kid? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm actually excited to have my first kid. You know, it's going to be a lot of challenges and triumph. I've actually been listening to your podcast a ton lately. Yeah. Like we had talked just before the podcast. There's actually a lot of gems in there for everybody, I think. You know, yeah, whether you're so dad, not soon to be dad, or just someone that's, you know, that's just married and wants to have a good podcast to listen to. Yeah. And even females, I think, should listen to it because there's a lot of good information about it. And I think from the female side, you could probably agree with this, that they can learn from what, what it's guys think about, you know? Yeah. And so, and then they can hold their husbands accountable. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing, but I'm actually really excited to have you on here because from what Brick has said, his dad, things of that sort, you're the Jack, you're, you're the guy that knows everything or the Jack of all trades, if that makes sense. Yeah. If they have a question, you're like, Oh, Jace knows how to do that sort of thing. Yeah. And so Kind of like what makes you tick at the, like, how'd you start? And like, what makes you tick to like, want to keep learning and progressing your career and things of that sort? From an early age, I have just had a broad spectrum of interests. As a kid, I would just pick up interests and just hone in on this mm -hmm. stuff. And I think in my adult life, I've been able to magnify my ADHD into something positive, into awesome. somewhat of a superpower. It still has its downfalls and I can lose interest very fast, <laughs> but what I pride myself on is that I'm able to move fast on an idea. Mm -hmm. I don't sit around and, and let it cook in my mind. Like I, I make decisions and I move on it fast. Like if I have a business idea within a week, I've created a logo and like already have a plan in place, you know, that's freaking awesome. And then half the time my wife has to talk me out of it, which is probably very good, <laughs> but <laughs> that's that, what they're there for. Yeah. That's kind of what makes me tick is I just, I have, I truly have a passion for just seen what's out in this world it's such a big world and i just get so excited to learn different things and that's led me to where i am today and it's also led me to be able to connect with people from a lot of different backgrounds so how many businesses are you involved in whether it's the owner you do marketing for them work for them whatever it is oh gosh do you have a number i don't have a number I own three businesses, two are profitable. Gotcha. <laughs> the third gotcha. is the podcast. <laughs> so I have the podcast, um, the Rad Dad brand, which uh -huh. we have a lot of plans to expand that into. Yeah, your different... merch is sweet. There's yeah, thank sweet you. Merch. Yeah. So I have that. And then I have Ace Coatings where we do sports coatings. Mm -hmm. And then I have Enemy Media, which is my cash cow, I guess. It's, it's how I make the majority of my income. And we do photo and video content and marketing. Okay. So. Awesome. Those are all a little like pretty different, kind of like you're saying with with like your ADD or ADHD. Do you, yes. Is it hard to juggle the three differences? Well, the connection between all three is it's not my first business I've started, but my first business I've been able to scale is Enemy Media. Mm -hmm. 
because of the skills I've learned in enemy media, it's brought me to where I am today. Gotcha. So with Ace Coatings, I'm a 50% owner, but I manage all the marketing in the back end of the business because that's what I'm yeah. good at. Gotcha. And that's what enemy media does for its clients. And then with Rad Dad, you know, with the podcast, we do video and audio, which I already have a background in. Yeah. And then obviously the marketing portion of it. Yeah. So that's fair. it all connects through that. As far as balancing it all and time management, it's a complete mess. Yeah, I, I could see that. Well, and I asked that mostly because I was talking with, I was at a car show and there's this guy with a sweet Lambo and just, we were just kind of chatting with him with my little brother. I'm just kind of asking him like different advice that he had. And he, he said that his biggest advice for people is to focus on one thing. He's like, put your blinders on, find that one thing and be really good at it. Because if you do like three, okay, three is an awkward number because you said you do three. If you have five different businesses or something like that, you're going to be average at all of them rather than being really good at that at that yeah. one thing. Yeah. And so I kind of was thinking about that because I think that I, I mean, with my ADD too, dude, like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. And that's kind of what he's saying is like they get like this, this shiny object syndrome. And I've even heard multiple people talk about that since, which is kind of random. But he just talked about making sure that you're focused on that one thing. So I think it's cool that you're at least focusing on the marketing and the video, yeah. audio, uh, video and audio stuff that you're yeah. that you're already good at, yep. and then just putting it into practice in, in different ways too. Yeah, something. that's that's really cool. Unless you have different thoughts on that. No, and to be honest, I just don't know yet because I I don't consider myself wealthy yet. Right. But the whole concept, what I'm chasing over the next decade is more streams of income. Yeah, that makes sense. And where my skills contribute is to that marketing and business management. Gotcha. So if I can start a company and build it around that core or have a partner that can manage the other portions of the company, mm -hmm. that's another stream of income. So you have some business partners then. What are your, I have a business partner also, me and Blake are obviously business partners. What is your opinion on business partners? Cause a lot of, there's a lot of mixed feelings on it. a lot of people say that it's, it's not worth it, that, you know, it's, it's hard to, to deal with other people's thoughts and it's, it's great because you get other people's thoughts. It can cause a fight, ruin relationships, things like that. Have you, what are your feelings on having business partners or um, not having business partners? Because Rad Dad, do you have anyone else or is it just you? No, I prefer to fly solo, mm -hmm. but with Ace Coatings, it made so much sense. I started the business with my very best friend, gotcha. which they say that's like <laughs> exact thing to not do, <laughs> but Take the, a break. <laughs> what I've learned in the past two and a half years of running Ace Coatings is you have to define your roles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our roles are very defined and I make the decisions for my portion of the company. He trusts me completely and it, it goes the opposite way as well. Have okay, you guys so gotten into like any arguments or any challenges that you had to overcome with working with a partner as well being working with your best friend? Arguments? No, I don't think we've been in any arguments. We've had a few disagreements, mm -hmm. but we're both... We know how to communicate to each other. We're, we're best sense. friends, you know? So I think friendship still has to come first. A lot of people, you know, you hear the stories when they start making money, money can just mm -hmm. absolutely tear a hole in a relationship. We've never experienced that. So I don't know. Like, I think it works. What we have works really well for Ace Coatings. That's awesome. I don't know that I would start a business with a partner again. Mm. Why sense. do you say that? What do you... I have a broad enough skill set that I can do stuff on my own. Fair. So you yeah. just hire somebody else out to do what you outsource, don't. outsource it. Yep. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. Without I, giving up ownership. That makes sense. So. Cool. 
have 100% ownership in it. And With Ace Coatings, it worked out so well because there's no way in hell I was going to go do all the labor. <laughs> yeah. I don't have right. the time. I don't have the skill set. But Zach had a, has exactly that. Yeah. Which, so it made sense. That sounds like how it is with, with me and my business partners that he didn't have the time. He knows how to do the more backend stuff where, and he doesn't have time to do the work. So I'm the one doing, yeah. doing the work, being yeah. able to actually be out there, have the more of the skills rather than than what he would have to. But I think the one thing that's been super important with my business relationship also is just honesty. Like yeah. just being super straight up with each other. Yes. And like even calls be like, hey, just so you know, money's tight this month. Or hey, do we did we did pretty good. Or yeah. And, and I, I appreciate that a lot. I don't know if you've had Yeah, that there absolutely has too. to be transparency in all aspects of the business, especially the financials, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like the financials are one of the most important parts for yeah. For honesty wise. Yes. I've actually ran into something similar to that. It's actually, well, the opposite side of that, where it's torn relationships apart. I used to be, back in my high school days, I used to be a manager at Culver's here in Spanish Fork. Mm -hmm. And I got to the owners really, really well. Like I can call up the owner any day of the week. If I go hunting and I shoot something, he'll come, he'll drive down, take work off and pack a deer out for me. That's how close we are. But to find out at that location here, their business partner that they had partnered with to start their their organization, I guess you could say, or their um, franchise, the franchisee, yeah, become a franchisee. His daughter was doing the accounting for the company, and come to find out, this business partner and their daughter were embezzling money out of the company. Yeah, he, and they're like, "Man, we should be making so much more money. Like, we see the data, but where's all the money going?" And the partner's like, "Oh, he's just going to bills and things of that sort." And he's like, "That can't. We're not spending that much money in bills. I have the papers here." And so they actually got into a huge lawsuit. Finally, we were able to break away from each other. And now he's, because he was capped out like 80,000. He's like, we're making like millions a month. Like, why am I not being able to make more money? Like, I'm an owner of this. And so it's kind of, I think that's huge just being able to have that transparency with with your business partners and things of that sort. Kind of, if someone were to go into a business with somebody, what would be the main things to look for? Number one, I would say, I don't care what your relationship is with the person, sign a contract. Makes sense. Like, protect yourself, protect (laughs) the relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Number two, define roles. Like I talked about three, even though your role is defined, you still need to educate yourself on the other aspects of the business. Mm-hmm. So like I'm going to get my contractor's license with wow. Zach because it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I go out on jobs. I understand the process of the coding. Zach sits down with me and looks over our marketing and our monthly budgets and reports. So I'm not saying you need to know every in and out of the business, but you do need to know like worst case scenario, your partner dies. You, you have to carry on and take care of business literally. Right. So, yeah, not, I like that you said to, to sign contracts. Cause that was something that I didn't, I never, that didn't, like thought had never really crossed my mind until me and Blake had both started work, working with this guy. And that's his big thing is contracts. Like make sure it's in writing, make sure it's in writing, make sure it's in writing. Yeah. It, dude, it's changed like everything. For Even him. promises just in writing. Yeah. Like yeah. People think they're going to like offend their friend or family member or something. It's like, like I've done so much marketing for friends and families, small businesses, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. sign the dang contract. Like you don't <laughs> know what's going to happen. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like that a lot. I think that's, that's super important. I even have a, a business deal that I'm currently working that, contract's going to be very yeah. big, big point. So since you've been a part of different businesses and you've kind of seen probably goods and probably bads too, yeah. if you were to start a business right now, what's the the first thing you would do just to, to get it going? Would you immediately start with like marketing stuff, creating logos, creating things like that, or would you figure out how to do that thing first, do it and then start a business? I would say branding. So come up with your business ethos, your 
logo, your colors, your fonts, everything, because that's what you're going to use to build the business day in and day out. Hmm. Every single social media post, it everything needs to be so perfect and branded in today's world. Yeah. Because no matter what you do, you have to have an online presence nowadays. Right. So that's what I start with. That helps me build the vision of, you know, what the business actually is. So. Gotcha. What are your, do you have goals for your businesses now? Or do you have five-year goals, 10-year goals, any anything like that for them? Yeah, I do. Which, do, you, do you feel like it's it's important to have them? I mean, and you could share whatever you, you want. Yeah. I've learned that no matter what your goals are, they're going to change, <laughs> like, especially in business and personal life. But I think having a vision and making them attainable, but you got to stretch to get them, right. you know? Yeah. With that, how lofty of a goal do you feel like is a lofty goal? That makes sense. Like, do you... It needs to keep you up a little bit at night. Okay. Make you feel uncomfortable. So one thing I've actually been told by, you know, our mutual friend that we have, he says most millionaires are staying up till you know, 2 a.m., 12 a.m., working on their goals and their business, things of that sort. Have you experienced that? He said, he's like, he hasn't met a single person that's reached that. And he thinks, I sorry, you can elaborate on that. But. Like the grind? Yeah, the grind. Man, I have issues with the grind. <laughs> <laughs> My mindset of the grind has changed because I, man, I bought into it so hard. And then your life gets flipped upside down when you have a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, I always think something has to be put in the back burner. I don't believe in complete balance in your life. Mm -hmm. Something's going to be put on the back burner. And if it's the grind that's put on the back burner so that I have a better marriage, a better relationship with my kids, so be it. That being said, I do believe in the concept of grinding in your 20s. Work your ass off in your 20s. Mm -hmm. That's the time to just go full bore. Hopefully by the time you're 30, you kind of know you have a vision of, of what you want over the next 20, 30 years and you really know who you are and your skill set. Now you can dial that in. All the grinding and everything, you can dial that in. You can focus it, magnify it and grow from there. That makes sense. Have you seen in your life where the grind has taken over from your, your marriage and family, things of that sort? And how did you, if that's the case, how did you dial back in to make sure your, you know, your family and your priorities were taken care of? Honestly, never experienced that since we've had kids because I didn't have a kid till I was... 29 or okay. 28. So a little bit later, the grind had happened before kids. That makes sense. But my wife and I both graduated with almost no debt wow. and working awesome. full time. It took us five years, but that was the grind. I mean, there's a time where I was working two jobs and going to school at night. Mm -hmm. And so staying up late was pretty much obligatory. Yeah. And we felt like we never saw each other. <laughs> but a concept that we put into place that I really enjoy is just having something to look forward to. I don't care if it's just a, something as small as a date night, a movie night. We really love traveling. We had this whole concept of buy the ticket and figure everything else out. So we'd <laughs> buy awesome. a plane ticket somewhere and then we have six months to figure everything out. But no matter how hard we were working on school and jobs and stuff, mm -hmm. we had that mutual connection and excitement of a trip coming up. That's cool. So it kept us motivated. That's awesome. So buy the dang ticket. Buy the dang ticket. I love it. <laughs> Figure it out. So I, you mentioned something about college. In today's world, there's a lot of people say you should go to college and people say you shouldn't go to college. What's your take on, you know, on, you know, there's probably some people here just getting out of high school, things of that sort. What's your take on college and where they should go? You know, I've been asked a few times in the last few years what my biggest regret is mm -hmm. and it's graduating with a degree. Really? Yeah. I absolutely believe in it, getting an education. I think everyone needs to get an education. I do not think college is the answer for everyone. Obviously, if you're going to be a doctor, engineer, something that really needs that core education, mm -hmm. obviously go to college. That's where you're going to get the education. Yeah. 
anything outside of that, don't don't fall for it. <laughs> that makes sense. I graduated with a bachelor's degree in business management, mm -hmm. and I learned more on YouTube. <laughs> I graduated. I'm a, I'm a YouTube university graduate, and I learned way more. Started my business in college. Wow! Like by the time my last semester rolled around, I had a proven concept of a business. Wow. And there's like, I fought my wife and my parents so hard. I did not want to graduate. I did not <laughs> want to waste another freaking hour in school, but also in the back of my mind, I wanted to prove to myself that I could finish. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of, it like a self goal you'd set to yourself that you didn't want to quit. Yeah. 99% of the way there. Yeah. And I'd already dumped a ton of money into it, you know? So, well so I did that. finish, but I'm an absolute believer in getting an education mm -hmm. and that's something that it does. You can't put a timeline on it. Yeah. Makes sense. And so for those that decide not to go to college, it's not their thing. They're not going to be a doctor. You know, you mentioned YouTube university. Where should they look for this education that, that you're just talking about? YouTube's obviously a great resource. If you find the right online courses, I do believe in paying for education. I believe it can be worth it. Just don't get scammed by all these online coaches. Mm -hmm. And then obviously like get a mentor. Even if you have to, I hate the work for free thing. Don't kill yourself working for free, <laughs> but go find somebody that is in the spot you want to be in 10 years and just shadow them. That's just huge. ask them questions. You'll find that most people really do love sharing in their success and what they've learned. Dude, so I, it, it's going to put you on a fast track. I yeah, love that because there's so many, I think that that's kind of what got me into like owning a business and, and things like that is just like, Having somebody that I looked up to and just doing the things that they would do or talking to them a lot or working with them. And, and even our, our mutual friend, he is like, dude, he's super cool. Like you just talk to him and he just gives you all this information. You're like, wow, that was awesome. Like I didn't yeah. pay for anything. I got the best information I could. It's like yeah. a master, master class. He loves kinda. doing it too. Like yeah. And it's super sweet to be able to like just work with somebody that mm -hmm. is where you want to be too. Because there's there's plenty of people that are where I would like to be, and sometimes I've noticed that I've I've had some mentor people that I thought they were going to be the ticket and they're going to be able to help me get to that that spot where they are, and they weren't. But I've had yeah. other ones that you've talked to them. It was like everything you say is gold. I feel like yeah. So I think I think that's awesome. Do you currently have a mentor at all? Yeah, I do. Yeah. What did you look for when looking for a mentor? Exactly where I want to be at their age. He's exactly where I want to be at his age. Okay. Do you have more than one mentor? At the moment, no. But I think I told you guys this. I'm so spoiled with the podcast because <laughs> I get a free hour of mentorship every week from yeah. someone different. That's how I feel about here. Like, and so it's what it, we're doing. yeah, it's an isolated setting, and you get to ask them questions. Your questions. You're yeah. choosing. You're guiding the conversation. Yeah. So. So I know you used to work for. Did you work or did you were you part owner of Blue Cooler? I work for him. You work for him? Yeah, they're one of my largest clients. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so how did you, you were a big probably were you I assume you were a big part of their success with their social media branding, things of that sort. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give yourself the credit. And so what what do you think like with the companies being that big, you know, they're they're a household name now at this point, especially here in Utah County. What's something that you think that they did correctly? in their business to be that successful because there's a lot of small business owners that want to reach that point. I mean, we're all in that same situation. We want to be to that point where they're at, but what do you think they did correctly to, to attain that? To yeah. Attain that? So the two owners are very good at taking calculated risks. They are risk takers. They have a good capacity for taking risk, but it is calculated. Really? They put a mm -hmm. lot of thought into it, but in the end they are willing to take the risk. 
So it's like not just like a risk on the whim, on the whim, just like someone says something, let's do it. It's more or less they probably take a couple of weeks before they decide to take that risk, you'd think. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure as far as timeline, but you know, this goes along with grind culture, like, hey, go take the risk, you know, throw yeah. the money out there and it'll come back and blah, blah, blah. That's <laughs> too risky, especially yeah. when you're married with a family and you have people mm-hmm. relying on you. It, it has to be a calculated risk. And that's something that I've been able to take into my personal life and my other businesses. That's something that I cherish, a lesson that I've learned from those owners is how to take those calculated risks, how to receive the correct information to make a, a proper decision. Yeah. I like that. I was just talking with that business owner because kind of at a point where I'm getting ready to make a bigger, bigger decision. And I was talking to him about his business decisions he's made and the risks and stuff. And he said something similar where like, you don't want to take such a big risk that you could lose everything. And then you ruin your relationship with your wife. Cause that should be your number one priority, obviously, or kids, if you have kids, but he talked a lot about, but you also don't want to not take risks because otherwise you'll just remain stagnant in your life and you'll be working, living paycheck to paycheck. You have to kind of find that, that proper balance, which could be the calculated risks of, okay, is this going to be a worthwhile risk or is it, you know, cause is it really worth making that big of a risk if you're going to lose your marriage or relationship yeah. with kids and stuff like that too? What do you guys think the capacity for risk is for your age group on a scale of like one to a hundred? For me, I feel like it's a little different, you know, because I'm 24, but I'm still in my 20s. I'm in that 20 grind, but at the same time, I have a house, I have a wife, I have a kid on the way. My risk level may not be as high as Bricks, you know, where it's just him and his wife and he's, you know, doing his thing as well. And so I think for each person, it's a little different depending on the scenario. And so I think for mine, it's you want to have those calculated risks that, okay, if this works out, may you get a good return or is it going to come back on me and then I got to sell my house or something like that. Things of that sort, yep. which then the wife's not happy because we just sold our house, you know? So I think it's really just depend. It's different for every single person. You just have to calculate yeah. what you're willing to give up, if that makes sense. And yep. where you're at in life. Cause everyone's at different stages in life. I have a friend that's 25 single, still living at home. You know, his risk level should be through the roof because he's got, yeah. whole, he doesn't have a whole lot to lose. But then, you know, for us married, we've got to make sure our wives are happy with the risk we take at the end of the day. Yeah, I think I might catch some flack for this. <laughs> no, let's hear it. I'm kind of scared to say it. Hey, we I'll keep it, it real carefully. on the podcast. I'll say it carefully. Your ability to take risk, there's nothing that'll shoot it down quicker than who you marry. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. And I don't want to say that goes both ways, but I can't imagine where I would be with a different spouse, mm-hmm. with a different wife. Like my wife, she pulls me back down to earth with my crazy ideas. Mm-hmm. We talk it through, but in the end, like she has let me risk a lot, take these jumps in my career. You know, some have paid off, some haven't, but she's stuck with me through the thin and thick and she knows the risk that she took when she married me. So, yeah, no, I, I like that. I think that's something that, like I said, I've, I've been doing some, some business stuff right now. And I think that that's these last two weeks have been a very crazy two weeks for me. And it's been awesome being able to, be with with my wife and we just had our one year anniversary and I think that this is our first I mean we've had other things that have tested you know relationship whatever but yeah, I feel like yeah. these these bigger business decisions these are big decisions that could either completely take us out and we're bankrupt or could make us you know pretty not well off but a lot yeah. better than we are now yeah and I think that through those decisions it's we've come to get to know each other a little bit more even and I also think that it's been awesome to see our relationship and that she'll back me up no matter, no matter what, obviously she shares 
her opinions. And sometimes I was like, ah, that's a very good idea or you're mm-hmm. right. I shouldn't do that. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's been super, super helpful. It's been a learning couple weeks and stuff. Yeah, I'm so sure it has. I love that. What do you think for people that aren't married? How long have you and your wife been married? Uh, we'll hit 10 years in January. That's awesome. Wow. So it, what, just to talk about a risk, I was two weeks away from turning 22 and mm-hmm. she was 18 Dang. when we got wow. married. So, Oh, when you got married. When we got married. <laughs> Hmm. I met my wife when she was 19. But that's, yeah. We have literally built what we have together. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, Do you have like more pride sweet. in that as a family? Like does she yeah. have pride in it as well with you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. She doesn't get enough credit for what we've done because everyone sees like, mm-hmm. you know, me, the, the entrepreneur and, and everything. But she went to school, got a f- four-year degree and taught high school for five years. Like wow. she sacrificed a lot. Yeah. So I mean, probably in the last, you know, three years of having kids, she's probably been like, the rock at home while you're building your businesses if that makes she sense. taught through it she taught through it really she taught up until may yes oh my so. god so that's just recent she just stopped doing that yep and where your business i'm assuming your business were able to bring her home so she could be a full stay-at-home mom exactly i bet that's such a cool feeling for yourself to be able to yeah. do that like that's my i'll goal. let you know in six months because <laughs> <laughs> you know we just lost her income so makes sense but yeah we're i mean we're so happy that's awesome like, but, that's that's one of my main goals i don't know about brick like you know, we're only 24. We got married when we were 20. And that's been one of my big goals is I want to be able to bring my wife home to be a stay-at-home mom, you know? Yeah. I guess she, she'll groom dogs and things on the side. She loves doing that, but she doesn't want to have to go to an office every single day. Yeah. You know, I think, I think mom, you know, women and mothers are meant to stay home and nurture their kids, you know? And I don't know. I know in society, that's probably not the ideal. That's not, that's not how the culture wants you to think, but that's just my personal beliefs. And so, well, I think, I think it awesome. depends too, like what they want. To. That's like, true. Like that's my mom true. loves to teach. Like, dude, that is her passion. It's like, it was killing her to be a stay at home mm-hmm. mom. Cause she just <laughs> loved to teach kids and stuff. And I, and I think that's awesome. I think it's awesome to one, have, have a passion for yourself, but have your wife to have a passion mm-hmm. also. You know, I, th- I think that's, that's super cool. I think that a lot of the times the women don't get enough credit for, they don't, especially for the the big entrepreneurs. I don't think that their wives get enough credit too. This, yeah. this mutual friend that we keep talking about, he's told me multiple times that the only reason why he is where he is, is because of his wife and because yeah. of the, the risks that she allowed him to take. And even just being there, like just being his rock too. Yep. So no, I love that. And, and kind of going back to the podcast too, and sticking around this family stuff too, what is the podcast taught you about being a dad or what advice do you have for, you know, like Blake, like future dads? Man, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, it's probably a loaded question. <laughs> it kind of is. So basically just what has the podcast taught me about being a father? Absolutely, yeah. And yeah, probably through your own experiences. I'm on this journey. I On the podcast, I don't, it's called the Rad Dad Podcast, but I'm very clear that I am not the Rad Dad. The podcast is documenting my journey of becoming a Rad Dad. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's That's what we feel like this podcast is too, is like, our well fitness and business journey too like yeah obviously we're not wealthy yet but this is our journey to being wealthy or you know yeah becoming a rad dad well fatherhood and parenting and business it connects to everything this piece of advice and that is there are times in your life where you need to be selfish you have to take care of yourself because that's the only way you'll have the capacity to take care of everything else so whether it be you're a business owner you're married you have kids Take care of yourself so that you have the capacity to take care of everything else. There's so many men that, that suffer silently and don't take care of themselves and they're absent from their business, they're absent from their marriage, they're absent from their fatherhood. But if they would just go get a creative hobby, best friend, a support group, a network, mm-hmm. if they would take care of their mental health, 
their capacity would triple. Yeah, no, I really like that. I, I'm not a dad yet, but there's a podcast that I also really like, Ed Milet. I don't know if you ever ever mm-hmm. heard of him, but yep. he actually had a podcast a little bit ago about that. He was talking about who's the most important person in your life. And he's like, people might say God, family, things like that. And they're obviously very important. But the number one thing should be yourself, making sure that you're taken care of before you can help other people because you can't help other people if you can't help yourself too. Yeah. So I one thing I love you said, make sure your mental health is taken care of. I think in today's world, we can get distracted. We can get sucked into addictions, things of that sort. What's one way that, what's a few, two to three things that you've done to help keep your mental health in check to be able to be successful in business and as a father and a husband? I think you're going to learn this quickly because I can tell that you're a driven individual. You mm-hmm. think you're driven now? Wait till you have a kid. Really? Wait till you feel the purpose to wake up and provide for that child. It's powerful. It's a different kind of motivation. But I think every adult needs a purpose. They need options in their life that they can pursue. If they have a purpose, if they have a reason to wake up in the morning and something to go after, your mental health will excel exponentially. Wow. That's deep when you really think so about it. So ask your audience <laughs> and maybe you guys need to ask yourselves, like, what is your purpose right now? I've actually been trying to think about that for the last, you know, you go to a business and you hear, what's your why? You know, like they yeah. try to evidence sales, you know, things of that sort. They always like as a, I wouldn't say manipulative, but they want to know what your why is, if that makes sense. What makes you tick? What makes you want to be successful in life? And it's always been for the longest time. It was, you know, for me, I grew up in a single family home. It was just my mom. My parents were divorced. My dad wasn't very well off. My mom wasn't very well off. So, you know, we were living off, you know, the church house supply. You know, we got our food from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints while growing up. And, you know, we loved their, like, the best thing was their ice cream because it was BYU ice cream. <laughs> but um, it was, I, when I grew up, I was like, I, when I was, you know, 10, 12, I was like, I'm going to go to college, get a degree, be the first person in my family to get a degree. My sister actually was the first one. I still haven't gotten mine. I don't think I ever will because I found my path to sales. And my first year in yeah. sales, I made more than my mom and dad combined. And that was my drive is because I want to be more successful than my parents. But then I hit that mark and I'm like, now what? Now what is my why? You know? And I kind of noticed I kind of, I kind of slipped back, kind of went downhill, I guess you could say. Ever since then, I've kind of been, you know, it was like, okay, my wife's my why. You know, like I want to be able to provide for her. And that would kind of keep me up for a little while, which, you know, I, I, want, I do want the best for my wife. But at the same time, it wasn't strong. And so I think, you know with having a kid, I'm actually excited because that's what I've heard that multiple times that when you have a kid, a lot of people I've talked to that I, some of my mentors, like the year I got, had my first kid is the first year I hit a million dollars. Things of that sort of like, mm-hmm. I, I like, I'm excited to see what you do this next year. Yeah. And so I think I, I'm actually really excited about that. So I think it's, you know, I don't know if it's God telling me that next year's going to be an awesome year or what, but something really cool that you just yeah. mentioned. It comes and goes. There's seasons in your life where obviously your purpose can change, Mm -hmm. right? You may have an umbrella purpose for your life and might not know what that is till we're 90 and we're on our deathbed, but your purpose can change, but just make sure it's defined. Yeah. Makes sense. If you could do it all over again, would you have kids at the same time or would you have them sooner now that you've had kids? Oh, dude, it would be the same (laughs) timeline. We had a blast. (laughs) We traveled the world for six years. Yeah, that's That's I mean, the connection... And the relationship that we built was great. And one thing I preach to everyone and new newlyweds and everyone is your timeline is your timeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do not ever compare it to other people. Yeah. Did you guys Don't. always want to wait that long? Because we've been married a year. We always said after a year was when we kind of start thinking about it. Not super serious, but 
I feel like the longer we're married, the longer it's like, ah, maybe next year, maybe next year. Like, yeah, that was us. <laughs> that was pretty much us. Like, okay. yeah, we never really had a set timeline and I never pressed it on my wife. I always wanted it to be her decision when, when she felt ready. Yeah. And obviously we were in school and like, we were trying to figure out like our careers and stuff, but yeah, that's how we did it. And it, it's worked out for us. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. So kind of going back to like your mindset and business in our day of age, we, everyone has access to social media and there's a lot of people that talk negative. You know, I've had people in my life that have told me that I shouldn't be where I'm at, you know, in high school playing sports, like, oh, he shouldn't have been on the team, things of all that fun jazz. How have you been able to cope with like the negative talk in the world? Because I know there's probably a lot of young entrepreneurs on that listen to this, that they're going through that. They have people, family that's saying, oh, you won't be successful. They have friends saying, oh, you won't, you can't do that. How would you address that? Haters going to hate. <laughs> if you let the opinions of anyone except maybe you and your spouse affect your happiness, you're in for a long road. Yeah. I think in one way or another, all of us get caught up in that in our younger ages. High school's so hard, you know, mm -hmm. but as an adult, like grow up. Yeah. If you're letting other people affect your happiness, like you need to take a look inside yourself, refocus your purpose. That makes sense. That's awesome. I heard a quote saying it was someone famous. I saw it scrolling through social media one afternoon and they said, the only people person I can, uh, that can have opinion of me is if they're in my phone book. Cause those are really the only people that actually you talk to on a daily basis. Yeah. But even at that, you know, you may have, you may do something that they may not agree with. And I think at the end of the day, as long as you feel confident in your decisions and what you're doing, and, you know, if you're married and she's happy with what you're doing, I think that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah I think it's hard. I've definitely heard and I had people close to me too. They were like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Like just <laughs> stay where you're at, work for the man, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. But can you imagine a life where you listen to those people? Yeah. I know. But it sounds miserable. It does. I know just the other day, Brick, you, you were telling me that you had someone tell me you've, you've been through a few different jobs, you know, in the last couple of years. Yeah. And how'd that make you feel? Like, did it make you want to have more of a drive or more of a... I, it definitely drove me. I mean, it's not like... I think that, that as as business owners or entrepreneurs, people that are trying to improve their life, I think they, like you said, maybe even it's the ADD too, but like they try something and they realize, oh, that's not that's not actually what I want to do. Or you know, it's not like people are getting getting fired or anything like that. For, for me, my path was a little wonky. You know, I, I tried something that I thought was going to be my dream job. It was what my, my passion was. And it was what I thought was like, this is what I want to be. When I grow up, I want to build race cars, which is still cool. But I think that it's also finding things that can just become a hobby. Like it's okay for things to be a hobby. It doesn't have to be, you know, what you thought it was going to be, or even this crazy career that you're going to make a whole bunch of money. And it's okay for things to be a hobby. And I think that's what yeah. it was for me until I had an opportunity to be a business owner. And that was like, that's, that's really what I want. I want to be able yeah. to, to be financially free and to be able to, to run things. I don't want to be able to run multiple things. You talked about having multiple sources of income. That's exactly how I want to be. Like, I want to be able to have my fingers in multiple things. Yeah. Because I think that's that's exciting. Like, building the business has been one of the most exciting things for yeah for my pool service business is just building that's exciting. Like, yeah, chemistry is cool, you know. <laughs> being being a little Walter White's kind of fun, but but for the most part, it's just enjoyable to build a business. Like, yeah, it's so fun. And even like even our podcast, do like the smallest things, like one of our our podcast has like 70 listens about, dude, that's awesome. We've only been doing this like five episodes. That's yeah. sweet. And then, you know, we can kind of 
have like enjoy it together too. And I think that's one kind of cool thing about having a business partner is like you have somebody to share those, those little wins. wins. Yeah. Yes. Like even if they're little ones, like, dude, so-and-so answered the phone. Oh, no way. They answered <laughs> yeah. the phone. Like, that's so true. Like that's always super fun. You should be able to call them up and be like, you'll never guess what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the other day you called me from the gym, like, guess who came and talked to me about the podcast? Yeah. You know, like I would be love to hear that because I'd I like three people come talk to me. You probably like, feel hey. the same way about your dad, your, the rad dad podcast. Your Absolutely. Business you're building. Like when someone comes and talks to you, you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. They're actually listening to me, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, this is awesome type of deal. Yeah. That's cool. So since we were talking about the gym, I know you're, you go to the gym, you play bro. Yeah, I do. Do you feel like that's gone into your business life at all? For me, we talked about this in our last podcast is that I enjoy going at the, I know you go in like middle of the day. I enjoy going at the afternoon because I like to be able to decompress from everything. Do you feel like you've had any benefits from your, your business life with going to the gym or being physically fit? Yeah, there's a lot of benefits. My number one motivator for being fit is I saw my dad's body deteriorate through weight gain and my to the point where he it was physically debilitating. And when I saw him in that state, I promised myself I would never be there. I would never be in a state where I can't run with my kids. I can't go boating, throw a football, hop on the wrestling mat. I promised myself that. That's my main motivator for the gym. It's also a lot cheaper than therapy. Fair. I work from home. It's just a great way to break up the middle of the day. I have a daily schedule where I have a time set aside in the morning where I am absolutely focused for two hours, get done the most daunting tasks for the day. I reward myself by going to the gym and having a good lift. Yeah. So you start your day out with kind of with the hardest task of the day Yeah. in those two hours. They're like hard meetings you don't want to do, the hard task. That's awesome. And that I think from there, you can have a downhill slide the rest of the day. Exactly. That's kind of awesome. And with your, for me, I used to, I go to the gym between sometimes, depending on my meetings, between 11 and 2. For me, I've noticed when I come back to work, I'm more energized. Have you, and I'm like willing to, do, I'm working 10 times harder than I was before. Have you noticed the same thing or? No. <laughs> I feel distracted. more tired, but I'm also a little older. Makes sense. That's why I get the, the important stuff done in the morning mm-hmm. because it may not get done in the afternoon. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah, That's I, fair. I don't know. I everybody's like energy though. comes in waves throughout the day but and i'm hyped up on caffeine all day long, yeah so <laughs> yeah i crash hard so i don't know but the gym man i am an absolute believer in if you feel good you perform good mm-hmm. yeah in all aspects of your life right yeah like as i've transformed and become more muscular i know it sounds so stupid but i feel more confident talking to people especially strangers like i just i feel so good i know i look good i'm just more confident it trickles into all aspects of your life yeah no like i think i think that was because when i started going to the gym it was more like the dating phase and stuff and i felt like the the longer i went because i've been going pretty hard since 2019 probably but i definitely feel like the stronger i got the more fit looking I got, I definitely think that I got a little bit more confident. That's just primal, especially man. <laughs> especially the days that I got good pumping. I was like, yeah, oh, man, I could talk to anyone right now until it comes time to do it. Then I actually do it. Yeah. But go do a hundred pushups before a business meeting. <laughs> Tell me how it goes. Oh my god, that's actually pretty good. I'm idea. serious. It wakes up your mind, gets yeah. you a pump. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's not a bad idea actually. Have you heard the story about it was David Goggins and this one entrepreneur where David Goggins went and lived with him for a month? Yeah, I read the book. Yeah, it's I'm that's my next book I'm actually gonna read. I love it. It's I just heard a story on Joe Rogan's podcast. And I was like, he was doing push ups in the middle of a business meeting. In like and, a four thousand dollar suit. Yeah, four thousand dollar suit. <laughs> yeah. He would have business meetings and was trying to sell it to these other companies 
and they're like, we don't care what you what, what you're doing. We want to be a part of it, whatever you're doing. Because yeah. this is we've never seen anything like this. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not can't hurt me though. Is is that his other no. one never finished? It's oh, no. Who, who is it that wrote, wrote? He's the owner of the Raptors. Oh, it or the Nuggets. It's not a David Goggins book. No, no oh, he's okay. the owner of the Nuggets. He's I'm trying to remember his name. He's done all kinds of stuff. He's married to the lady that started Spanx. So they're just this power couple. He's mm. done crazy stuff. Like he went and lived with monks for like four months. Yeah. He monks. did like a, a He's insane. A, I love it. A vocal fast where he didn't talk for like 90 days straight. Really? He's done all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Do you read a lot of books or po- like listen to podcasts? I listen and read to a ton of books. It's kind of something a lot of people don't know about me, but That's yeah. Awesome. So you did that improve with your growing business and stuff? Cause I know that a lot of like really well off entrepreneurs talk about that. Like make sure you read lots of books. Is that spiked as your business is spiked or have you always just like to read? I didn't always like to read and I listen to audible now because I, with my career, I'm on the computer a lot and it strains my yeah. eyes. Yeah, so sure. reading a book is very hard for me. Yeah. And on audible, I listen to it at two times speed. So it just really fuels my ADHD. Yeah. Where I learned my passion for books is the moment I learned and realized that I can educate myself on YouTube and I can learn these things. Yeah. It it clicked for me and I promised myself I'd never stop learning. Okay. I'd never stop awesome. educating myself. So I usually I like to have at least an hour of day of self education. That's cool. A lot of times that it goes into audible books. So probably sixty percent of what I listen to is business oriented. Yeah. So that's cool. I feel like I have to listen to like the audible stuff, especially like when I'm at work, I'm jumping in between houses. Like sometimes I'm in the car for five minutes. Sometimes I'm in there for an hour. I'm at a pool for an hour or something. So I definitely, I like the audible stuff listening to it. If you had to list top three or f- you can go five to books, what would you, that you've enjoyed, that, what would they do? So the number one book I suggest to everyone because it totally altered my life path is The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Okay. Two years into our marriage, we listened to it together, my wife and I. And it has a lot to do with the life, the law of attraction, but it's just proven principles that work to find success in your life. Because of that book, my wife and I set a goal to live outside of the country mm-hmm. for a summer. We did. We lived in South Africa and filmed wow. uh, safaris for really? for 10 weeks. Yes. Well, that's that's cool. But it was the first time we realized we like created a vision board and that was the first thing on it. I pulled this vision board out when we moved into this house and we had checked everything off of one thing out of like nine items. And it was so weird because it was like six years later Yeah, and it just proved that the law of attraction worked in our lives. Yeah. But South Africa was the first time it worked. It completely altered our life path because it represents like our passion for traveling and taking risks. It was the first risk we took as a married couple. It's very special, but that book is what brought that up into our marriage. Another one that I'm totally loving right now is $100 million offers by Alex Hormozzi. That's a good book. It's incredible. It shows you how to structure offers and it can be applied to any business. And if you know how to do it, you can scale any business. Mm-hmm. So that's a great one. Can't Hurt Me is another just all around <laughs> that good was a book. Savage. I told my little brother to read it and he keeps calling me. He's like, oh, did you know this? Is my-? Yes, I told <laughs> you to read that book. Yeah. But it's just crazy. Like, Because, I mean, it could come off as a brag for a lot of the things in the book, for sure. But I feel like it's very much like... This is what you're actually capable of doing. You just yeah. don't know that you're actually capable of it's doing It's ridiculous that. like how much we limit ourselves. Sorry, I'm, I'm pulling up my Audible because <laughs> I like when people talk to me about books. No, that's fine. Um, that's something we've been incorporating in all of our podcasts is talking to them about books or podcasts or things like that. Because I think that's something people can just do on their own time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They can – it's – 
self-education at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of information that a lot of wealthy people have put books out there for eight ninety nine on audible, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the other one I really like that's really popular is the subtle art of not giving a fuh. Oh, that's a I've really actually heard of that one. Book. I haven't read yeah. that one yet. That one's a great one. I have the book cover copy for it. I'll put you part of that. Yeah. It's a good book. Yeah. I've, I've heard that one's really good. Cause I think that, yeah, like you were saying, the podcasts and books and listening to books is such an easy way. Like when I was, I think that when I had first started to get into this idea of wanting to own a business and, and things like that, and I was working at this, what I thought was a dream job, I would listen to books like for a lot of it. And I would listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. And just like, I think that just listening to it, like I listened to The Secret. Actually, I listened to The Secret before I started that job. And I think that that's what attracted me to get this job, honestly, because I had listened to it at this other job and I was miserable. I hated every single day. Like every day was <laughs> the worst. And so... <laughs> But while I was I was in this job, I was like, dude, I don't want this life. Like, yeah. And that's another reason why I'm so jobs on because I had one that I absolutely hated. I think, and I think that I in your twenties, just... you got to grind in your twenties, like you yeah. said. Yeah, and you got to I mean, find what you like and don't like. Yeah. Yes. And the money was good, but it just wasn't worth hating your life every day. Yeah. Like it was not enjoyable. And I think that I started listening to this secret. And that was when I first had this idea of the law of attraction, and I and I've always been like. ADD, like my mind's going everywhere, daydreaming, like all this stuff. But I think that that's when it actually like clicked in my mind of like, that's good. Like you should be daydreaming with things that you want. And I like cars. So I started daydreaming about building race cars, building monster trucks. And then my uncle had started this, got in contact with this company. He sold them welding gas. And I was like, dude, just talk to him. Just see if you can get me an in essentially. There was even just this, this little sliver. And I think, I really do think that it was a lot of attraction that kind of attracted that into my life. A couple months later, I ended up getting a call saying, oh, hey, we're looking for somebody if you're interested in this, in this yeah. position. And you know, I ended up getting in. Obviously, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but I definitely think that I've seen a lot of traction in my life for sure. Yeah. I think that's cool. It's an interesting and weird thing. Yeah. I have no idea how it actually real. works, but it's pretty crazy. So when was the first time you made a vision board? With my wife about two years into our marriage, listening to that book. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. That's way cool. I know... You had mentioned you, you, it's hard to schedule your day out, but like, I think a lot of people can get distracted with, you know, things that probably aren't as important. How do you like schedule your day and to be, to get the most out of it, if that makes sense. I know every day is not perfect. You know, like I like to schedule things out and sometimes it doesn't happen because life happens. It's just life. But how, what's the best way of like that you have, that's worked for you to schedule your day out with, you know, having your three businesses being yeah. things of that sort. I'm a believer in tackling the hardest things first mm -hmm. like we talked about part of being an entrepreneur i feel like you're just a firefighter you're just putting out fires mm -hmm. <laughs> so yes. you can say that again that's why that again. i i really try to tackle that stuff before 10 o'clock because i know that whatever happens the rest of the day like worst case scenario i can go handle it right mm -hmm. the hard thing's already done it just it comes in in different seasons like I'm probably not the best at balancing time management. I know I actually, I know I'm not the best and I need to do better, but I get caught in this rut of whatever needs my attention. I just go to and everything mm -hmm. else gets put on the back burner when I do want to structure my day better. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of the same way. It's whatever gets my attention. Yeah. Whatever that needs my attention right now, that's what I go to. Yeah. It's not, you know, I try to schedule it, but then things just happen. You're like, okay, got to take a left turn here, take a right turn here. Yeah. But I think that's awesome. I think, you know, we've, it's been about, we've been here for about a solid hour. I appreciate your time, Jace. Rick, do you have anything that you? Mm, I do have real, one real quick question. You had talked about 
uh, wrestling and, and sports. I know your family's big into wrestling and even mixed martial arts. Which I know you got your black belt too. Did you, you ever feel like mixed martial arts or wrestling at all has helped you in, in business? Because I know that it's supposed to be very mentally tough. Like when I wrestled, it yeah. was very big on like doing these these weird little things to show them that you're a little bit tougher than than the, your opponent. Or you know, like, do you do you see that at all in business? I am an absolute believer that wrestling has shaped every aspect of my life. It taught me to not quit. Serving in an LDS mission, I was absolutely ready to come home after six months. I had a letter written to my parents explaining everything. In the end, I attribute Sting to wrestling, to what I experienced, how hard wrestling was. So what about wrestling or mixed martial arts? Do you feel like there's any difference there or are you not as big into the mixed martial arts stuff as like Tyler? I definitely was up until 16 years old. Yeah. And then it, it kind of faded away. But the thing with the black belt is I think every kid needs to have a self-realization that they can do hard things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And getting a black belt is very hard. Absolutely. So it's an absolutely great way to teach your kid that. All athletics really are if you approach it the right way. But learning that you can do hard things at a young age ripples throughout the rest of your life. Yeah. It gives you that confidence and mental ability to overcome these things. Yeah, that's cool. I feel like I agree we had talked about confidence in the gym and stuff. I think that my first initial confidence came from not necessarily my black belt, but doing mixed martial arts. Because yeah. Tyler's the one that your brother was the one that helped me get my black belt. I think that was the biggest confidence booster for me. Obviously, yeah. the gym's helped a lot mm -hmm. too. But And it's not even the fact that like, dude, I know I can kick your ass. It's just like... <laughs> I don't know. It's just something that just, it's just a confidence booster for sure. I, I used to get bullied and then they just stopped messing with me. And I don't think it's just because I knew how to fight. I think it was just because I just had a different confidence. Like it's yeah. easy to pick on the kids that don't have confidence. Yeah, absolutely. So I've always appreciated Tyler for that too. Like teaching me how to like really be confident and to be able to use that stuff to defend myself or to just conquer life. Yeah. Like, yeah, I absolutely. I definitely think that, that doing those tough things helped me a lot too. Like some of those people that are at that dojo are tough. Like, yeah. No, there's some pretty tough people that were even, even like something simple, like an ab workout. Either there's one girl there that was, <laughs> dude, abs of steel. We do the craziest ab workouts and I'd be dying the whole time, but then you'd make it through. You're like, oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I think most of us would surprise ourselves if we really found our limits. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think we're, none of us are even close to our limits yet. Yeah. We think we are, but we're not, you know, kind of going back to what you guys, sports really shaped my life as well, you know? junior year of high school i could have coached minor you know he came and said hey you know what i'm talking about he's a hard ass he is a hard ass that's one thing i love about him is he's gonna push you to your limits and he came up to me said hey i hey i'll let you on the team if you want but you're not gonna get any playing time and then that year i ended up becoming the jv starting pitcher because i put in the time and effort i realized like crap you know like i really i want this i'm gonna do everything i need to do to get that yeah and it put me in a position of either you do or fail and i think that really shaped my life of even though your back's up against the wall anything is still achievable sort yeah. of thing sort of mindset and so but yeah jace you know we appreciate you coming on the podcast with us today you know you've been i'm excited we're gonna have to have you on here again because there's a lot of more questions that i have running through my mind but we've already been here for an hour so <laughs> Where can they, where can they find you again? What's, what's your socials, what's your podcastings, that's where they can come look at, come find you. Yeah. So just rad dad, USA, rad dad, USA. Mm -hmm. Love it. So Brick, do you have any closing words? Nope. That's it. Yeah. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your family. So yeah. absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for, guys. Uh, Thanks so much. On. Thanks so much, Jace.